Let me do that again. All right, anyways, yeah. my name is Seika Brown. I am the founder and CEO of the Wild G Research Project, which is a research initiative that aims to discover how mental health is defined across backgrounds and cultures. And I'm super hyped uh, for today's guest. He has almost 110K followers on TikTok, right? Like, you're actually great. Yeah, player. I hit 110,000 like yesterday, actually. Let's go. That's so hype. Okay, sorry. He does have 110K followers on TikTok. Um, and he does a lot of work just around social improvement, um, self-improvement, sorry. And just, I mean, honestly, take it away. Just go ahead and introduce yourself and share a little bit about your background. Thank you for the introduction and the hype, Seika. Uh, I'm oh, Kunal. Oh, always. <laughs> My name is Kunal. Um, I'm, a, I'm 23 years old. I currently live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I graduated from Indiana University in Bloomington with a double major in finance and business law. Currently work at a bank. Uh, my professional life has nothing to do with my social media life, which <laughs> I find very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I started posting on TikTok and Instagram around uh, about a year ago and uh, talking about mental health openly, about my personal struggles with it, about my journey. And then I lately have uh, transitioned to talking more about ADHD after getting diagnosed as an adult about like six months ago and self-improvement yeah. and how I've been navigating life since then. And I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, thanks so much for coming. It's it's honestly such an honor. But um, yeah. yeah, so you started during kind of COVID and like kind of more of like your social stuff, right? Yes, yeah. So when uh, the pandemic hit in March, I was actually still in my senior year of high school. And I'm sorry, senior year of college. was four years ago. I, I, but yeah, and I decided... Uh, there wasn't, I, I was living with roommates and there wasn't much, much to do I, um, just because no in-person interactions. And I decided right. that a lot of people, I knew that a lot of people were struggling with mental health because many people use their, uh, use in, uh, hanging out and like social interaction as an outlet. Yeah for their like mental health struggles. And I definitely, I did that as well, but I was, right. kind of, I was in a good place at that point. And I decided to reflect on my previous struggles, like in junior, junior year, senior year of college, even in high school, and just talking about it on Instagram to start. Then I saw on TikTok, I saw TikTok, I downloaded it around like April, saw all these teenage, teenagers like Charlie D'Amelio making all uh, <laughs> these dances and going viral, getting millions right. of followers. But I also saw people talking about mental health uh, and also talking about like motivation and stuff improvement and th them gaining like hundreds of thousands of followers overnight so i wanted right. to I've never really been much into social media i would check it maybe once in, i would check it all the time but i would never actually post on it unless i had something interesting to say like if i went to dubai or went to london and i decided to just start using the platform and just talking about uh talking about my personal journey uh and yeah it ramped up around like october september october time when i actually started posting about um motivation on tiktok and uh right. from there i decided to i transitioned to talking more about mental health and my, my like my journey with it uh right. my life story and actually in the winter last winter is it was a tough time for many people with uh seasonal depression with yeah. uh you know lockdown with like it being cold out getting dark at 5 p.m yeah uh, completely virtual uh, i just I, like fell to uh, a pretty low place and i was like being more vulnerable about my struggles because i frankly sure. didn't want to bother any of my friends with it so right. i was on social media and i found that a lot of people could relate and i kept going with that and um on fe in february i was featured on nbc news uh for my tiktok yeah. which is which is crazy because i was only at twelve thousand followers then but uh my friend only twelve only twelve thousand oh okay well, well, the thing is, like, when you look at tiktok it's just so many people have like ten thousand followers they're like oh it's only ten thousand but then i'm like wow tw only twelve thousand is a lot like when that's like a, that's twelve thousand people right there yeah, yeah but yeah no that's insane it hasn't it, 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 it doesn't hit it hits 
hits. Now it hit when I hit a hundred thousand. That hit a, like really hard. It's like wow, like a hundred thousand people. It's larger than the an Ohio State Michigan game. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I do talk about it in terms of it's like if you don't have TikTok, you don't post on it. It's like mm-hmm. okay, you don't you don't. Hey, the ten thousand is a lot of people. I should acknowledge that more. Um, but yeah, and I've I've gotten to this point, and recently I've been talking more about ADHD and my whole process with that. And I just have to right. say, I'm not a mental health professional. I have no experience in the field, but I can talk to it from a, a personal standpoint. And there's Google, and you can Google a lot of stuff about like these mental illnesses sure. and my mental health. So yeah, I, I I'm trying to find a way to uh, spread my message and grow my grow like on social media as well as starting like. I'm going to start a podcast soon. And so I started like, yeah, other just different ways of educating and informing like Gen Z because Gen Z is really yeah. my main target audience. And I feel like for you as well, uh, we sure. want to yeah help educate them and just let them know that they're not alone. I think that's the main purpose of my work on social media. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think one of the, like for me personally, and even in my work, even though I'm more research-based, like the whole prospect of one sharing my story or just like my own experiences is so difficult. Like even with my friends, you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't, I feel like I don't need to tell it. Like, it's like, it's not, you're like, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Right. I don't need to tell you all this. But then it's also like, I need, I feel like I, like, I feel like it's so difficult, but also super interesting. So now like that you hit this like 100K mark, 110K mark, sorry. Um, <laughs> like of people that you're talking to about your own personal experience. Like, how does that, how does that feel? It's yeah, just like you said, talking even talking to your friends about it is difficult because even my, my close friends are like, You've gone through everything you've gone through in the past, you'll get through this as well. And I'm like, Yeah, I know I will, but I just it's just hard right now. And I feel like uh like now that it, it it's still a little different me posting and realize realizing that it reaches a hundred, ten thousand people or or right. anyone can really see it because I'm I'm public on all social media platforms now. Um it's yeah. Intimidating to some extent, it, it really is, and uh, it's, it hasn't really stopped me from posting because right. the amount of support I get uh, from uh, TikTok, Instagram is, is mm-hmm. incredible, and I really the support is what keeps me going. And of course, I got I've gotten trolls. I, I do get mean messages all the time, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't affect me as much because I know like it's like a hundred to one. So like I get a hundred positive messages, and then right. one, one one twelve year old troll sitting on his computer filling the yeah. tell me that my depression is fake. Like okay, <laughs> okay, buddy, like, okay, what, buddy. What to think yeah so, um, like, yeah. Let's, let's talk in a few years and see how you feel about that yeah exactly and i think it's like i know how i feel because when i was in high school it's a completely different person and, and i mean i used dark humor to, to mask like right. my pain and a lot of that and use video games and i feel like a lot of them are using the same thing especially with like in the one and a half past one and a half years they've been like yeah. glued to their phone because there's nothing else to do and uh it's, it's toxic it's, it's terrible but yeah i mean the purpose is to just be like kind of like a light for those people who are struggling even the people right. who want to go and like laugh at my my account or, or leave mean comments yeah that's actually a great mindset and like i think you you mentioned this before that to you a lot, a lot of my like, a lot of mental health is right this mindset it is it's like this self-improvement but it's also like self-reflection self-realization that like it's not always like, oh, you're going to get up every morning and make your bed, that kind of thing. Like, it's like you're right. doing your best. Um, and so, like, one of the questions I always ask, no matter the audience, is, you know, how do you personally define mental health and kind of like what impacted or what would impact that definition? It's a great question. And <laughs> uh, mental health for me, I think of mental health is directly correlated to physical health. And mm-hmm. uh, comment, uh, oftentimes you'll see mental health equals physical health or mental health is health. I completely agree with that. But I place more of an emphasis on mental health than physical health because mm-hmm. I realized that um, like for me lately, I've really been resorting to like, going to the gym, working yeah. out, uh, eating like more nutritious meals. Um, right. Like, 
improve my relationship with food and fitness. And that's really, that has like a direct correlation with like a, a better mental health, makes me feel better no, about myself. Sure. But a lot of people think that, um, I, I see a lot of people in Gen Z, especially like the toxic motivational type people, I'm not gonna name oh. any names, but there's yeah, oh that's a, lot, yeah. a lot of people <laughs> like that, even, even kids in our generation are like that. And they're, they're like, uh, gym equals therapy. And I'm like, no, gym does not equal therapy. Gym equals mood booster. Gym equals uh, an outlet for, for your yeah. stress and your anger. But really you don't process any emotion by just like uh, by just ignoring them and it, it, right. everyone learns up the harder the hard way some people resort to drugs and alcohol some people resort to like hard drugs or and go down and really like uh yeah a like a bad path. Path, yeah. yeah or they or they become just like gym bros and they get addicted to the gym which is great right it's great for your body but mm -hmm. so you need to like go and talk to friends at least talk to friends or family or trusted sure. um, people or uh there, there's professionals out there who want to uh, help you with process these kind of feelings so oh yeah i guess i would say uh mental i define it as i, I really think every single part of our life depends on our mental health it, and i've realized this lately like it, i work at a bank like it works mm -hmm. virtually right now and if my mental health is bad i'm not going to be that good of an employee i'm not going to be able to uh produce quality right. work i'm going to be burning or i'm going to be burnt out and that happened and i realized okay you gotta take a break sometimes so you gotta prioritize your mental health before you prioritize other aspects of your life yeah, no, for sure. I think, see, that that's the way I like looking at mental health now because we have this huge stigma around like, oh, if you like, struggle with mental health, like you're weak or whatever, right? Like you have yeah. this stigma around it. Yeah. But like, you don't realize that making like, I would, I did track for a very, very long time in, back in high school. Um, and something my coach once told me, he was like, you know, a great athlete knows when to stop. Right. Right. Because you have a lot of good athletes that will push yeah. through injuries that will like make things worse by thinking like having this like really toxic mindset. Like you were saying, like even in the gym where like you will go and you just keep pushing and pushing. You think that's going to make you be better, mm -hmm. feel better, but it hurts you more in the end. And then it screws up. And it's just like this whole cycle. Right. Right. And even that even like exists in like school or like work too. like by taking care of your mental health, mm -hmm. you are doing effective things to make all the other aspects of your life better. So like, yes. I really like that because like by, by, by like spending a little time like talking about your mental health with your friends or your family or whatever, it does like helps the quality of every other yeah. aspect of your life. And that's why it's like super important. But yeah, I, I love that definition. Yeah. Um, Completely sure. agree. And I think actually it's a great point because like when you think about like uh, just, just the sports world and how they're talking more about mental health, like like Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French oh uh, Yeah. Then um, Simone Biles, and uh, that was a huge step. And um, people didn't see it coming. She got a lot of like hate from the internet, but she got a lot of support, like, well, overwhelming yeah. support than hate. And then like uh, Christian Pulisic and, and soccer, it, it's oh, great yeah. seeing. Yeah, it's great seeing like these athletes speak out about it because a lot of the time I, I was an athlete. It's not, I was like, a huge athlete, but like, I played mm -hmm. soccer and tennis in high school, and I played soccer in college as well, uh, just for uh, recreationally. Yeah. But I do understand I'm more of a sports guy, so. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of the time when coaches will tell you like um yeah, keep going put your 100 percent in if you're not putting 100 then you're not you're not going to get it out of you're, you only get in what you got sorry you only get in what you uh yeah whatever wait, 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 wait. you only get in what you put in kind of thing yeah yeah that, that that's saying uh and it's it's hard and, and especially from our standpoint we don't know how they're feeling like, it must be so intimidating like performing in front of millions of people like let's move on in the olympics like yeah. it's crazy and a lot of I, the, the comments i see on facebook of course and even instagram it's like um well she she should know that the whole usa is uh depending on her and i'm like okay well you want the whole usa to depend on her at the expense of her mental health like it doesn't make any sense right exactly and i think a big thing too is like it's like she didn't necessarily go into her sport 
trying to represent the United States. Like that wasn't like, I'm sure yeah. that wasn't her end goal. You know what I mean? She yeah. goes, she goes into this because she loves it and being able to represent her country is a bonus. Right. And so exactly. re- by, rep- by taking care of your mental health, you're representing your country. You're showing that this country is a country that cares about their people's well-being. Yes. And that is a beautiful thing to represent. That's um, yeah. Yeah, no. And I love that. And I will say like, you know, you talked about, especially going into COVID um, kind of like realizing that mental health is really, really exists. I think COVID was like a slap in the face to majority of people. Like, oh, no, my gosh, like, I really need to yeah. like take a second. So I, I, I also want to ask, like, how has like maybe that definition or your experience with mental health has changed throughout your life? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a great question. And my whole perspective on mental health, it, it, it did shift because I was, I was advocating about like three months before, I think three months before the pandemic is when I actually shared my story. And then I started like advocating more and I was like, okay, well, I've already shared my story. Cool. But I know there's like, there's a lot more to it. And it's not just right. like a one time thing. It's like, it's going to mental health is with you for the rest of your life. I can fall back yeah. to the place again and it happens. But um, I would say, yeah, in high school, I mean, I started experiencing the struggles in high school, like when I could think of. Uh, right. And I really just, I use video games as a resort. I would just mm-hmm. play video games and it was very, it was unhealthy. Like people say they have addictions. Like it was a point where I was playing like, uh, I'll come home. I, I, the thing is I'll do all my uh, schoolwork and I'd go for my clubs. I play yeah. tennis practice and I'd come back at 7.30, eat dinner with my dad. Then after that, I'll just be playing video games until like 12 or one. And then I'd be yeah. And it was like, I, it was a constant cycle of sleep deprivation and, and right. constant anxiety. Just like, it was, it was a terrible time, but that's really all I did. Like I was my resort for, my feelings yeah. and i didn't realize it was depression at the time i thought it might be something but then at the same time i was like oh people would de- my, my parents t- my parents would tell me oh so-and-so has clinical depression they're in the mm-hmm. hospital i was like oh so you have to be in the hospital to have it but it's not true yeah, uh, you yeah. can experience it even without going to the hospital and i, I realized sure. that but uh, yeah i pushed i pushed off my feelings for a long time because i grew up in a actually a, a wealthy uh wealthy mm-hmm. town uh and actually a to- hyper toxic competitive high school where everyone's yeah. constantly like trying to uh, one-up each other and, and yeah. grades and just I, honestly they were more toxic than like my my parents weren't even that like that that they weren't really, like bearing out down on me about like each and every grade my friends would they'd be like you only got an 88 i got a 90 88 is so bad yeah um, really. so i it's just like it's, i was doing family issues and a lot of the time mm-hmm. and i didn't know what it was and senior right. high school i kind of realized that i might be dealing with it but i pushed it off and i'm like oh it's gonna get better in college uh so that was my yeah. whole thing, kind of like, leading up to just moving out moving out of my right. parents place going to college and freshman year yeah, I was, I was I, I did a completely like 360 as a completely different person. I went out a lot, and, but yeah. I realized that I had no like real friends. And I did actually like freshman year was fine. I had a lot of friends, but sophomore years when I kind of like fell to it, uh, I, I realized that mental health was actually impacting me. And sophomore summer was when I was like, you know, I think I'm depressed because like I, I told my, I told my doctor and he completely dismissed me. But again, sophomore year summer, so in 2017 summer. Mm-hmm. That was the 2018 yeah. summer. That was the first time I, I was really like, okay, this is actually a serious issue that I need to confront. Right, right. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And I think, I think that was a really good point. First off, like I'm 100% on the terms of the toxic high school competitiveness. What was that? <laughs> Why does that exist? <laughs> like, uh, that's a conversation on its own. Oh my gosh. I, um, I was recently talking to a friend the other day and we we're talking about like, low key, like high school was so much harder than high school, uh, than college at the moment. It was. Uh, I'm so- yeah. yeah, I'm a sophomore right now in college. And I'm like, yeah. I was so busy in high school like yeah. i would like go to school and like i had like sports practice afterwards and like right. all this stuff and i'm like and i like, look back down I'm, like is that like what was that like why how did i what? do that like, yeah like, why did i do that it's impressive but no seriously i think about that even after graduating college i'm like 
the real world is, I mean, for me, it's easier than college. And college is easier mm-hmm. than high school. But it's not yeah. like, it's, it's harder in a different way. Like, college, yeah. for you, it's like, it's actually hard just having so much, free, it was, for me, it's a transition, still is having so much free time. And that's how, that's a lot of people experience. It's like, I yeah. also, I definitely, you might be able to relate to this, but I, I resorted to just trying to be busy all the time to like, yeah. to, to ignore my, my feelings and emotions and all that. I was like, oh, if I'm busy and successful, I will be, I won't, I won't be dealing with any mental health issues. Like, that was yeah. like what I really thought for a long time. And I was like, oh, that's not right at all. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Like, I think that's been the hard thing for me at university right now. It's like, I have, like, why I feel like a lot of people realize their mental struggles or just mental health in general in mm-hmm. university specifically mm-hmm. is because now they have the free time where they're literally forced to take <laughs> a second to think. Yeah. Like yep. in high school, it was like a constant, like nonstop thing, like nonstop mode. Yeah. And like, like you said, like you would go home, you would like either like scroll on Instagram, you know, you're like, you like go on your phone, play a video game. You know what I mean? Like right. you're distracting yourself. Right. But in college, like you're like, there's a moment where you're like, even if you're walking home from like, I don't even know, like a study hall and you're just yeah. like, what is my life? Like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. And that the nine times I've had those like thoughts, even recently, even after graduating, I still have those thoughts. And that's like a big misconception as well, because, you know, it's hard for a lot of people to get jobs right out of college. And right. for me, I was lucky enough that like, I was, I was doing finance and they really put emphasis on having a junior year internship and right. convert that to a full-time offer. So I had a job at, like, in the pandemic, like, I yeah. Mean, I deal with like recruiting but uh i mean i wasn't i was the, i wasn't like the happiest with my job or i just still didn't know where my my job my, my life was going and i, I still don't like right. it, it, that's why that's the constant struggle in your 20s like like it's just realizing that you are never really gonna have your life together and even our parents right. don't have their life, lives together like we want to think they do because they brought us up but at the same right. time they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives like as right. well, just like we are but but just like if that's a huge misconception that i would love to like i don't know i wish everyone could just understand that nobody has their life together and like, yeah. there's, not a, there's not a period in time where like oh my life is together now because in the yeah. next after two days you can you can, you can be like oh wait what am i doing again like that's yeah exactly happening. like i i could be like wow i'm in this schedule and I have yeah. this like routine, my life's together. Yes. But then one moment I'm like, is it really though? Like, it, what am I, <laughs> like, it's a back and forth. But I think that's a really good point when you said about like, even our parents, right? Like, cause mental health, yeah. there's no like, especially with happiness, the mm-hmm. whole prospect of being happy. Right. There's, no, there's never going to be a moment in your life. You hit a certain check mark, a checkpoint. Right. Like, yeah. oh, like my mental health is bad. Great. Now I'm fine for the rest of my life. Like it's something that you struggle or like not necessarily even struggle with, but like experience, right. On yeah. a day to day basis. It's a day to day thing. Like you can wake up morning one morning and feel sick with a cold, but like mm-hmm. it's just same thing with mental health. It's a day to day thing. Right. So I would I think that's that's the next question because I know you also mentioned like ADHD and like also getting that diagnosis pretty later, like in your twenties. Yeah. Like so, how do you experience mental health like on a day to day basis? And and you mentioned like how do you like how does that go into what you do both like work wise and online and just how you function with your friends and your family? Oh, that's a really really good question. And first of all, I'd say wait, how old are you again? I'm nineteen. 19. It's, it's incredible. You realize all of a sudden 19 years old, like that, that you get it's a day to day thing. And like, it's normal to just experience like, what is my life? Cause he, I make jokes about it all the time, but it's like, I never right. really realized that it's going to happen several times in, in, in like four weeks. But right. um, yeah, no, about ADHD. Yes. So I, the thing is, I went through college and I thought I had it like, cause I a lot of my friends, well, not a lot. Some of them, uh, close friends had uh, the diagnosed ADHD and mm-hmm. uh, 
I could tell, like, it's just like zoning out. Just, like, the thing is, that, uh, social media has kind of made it quirky, which is unfortunate. Mm. But uh, I yeah. realized that yeah. I was like, it's undiagnosed, okay, but I would still do well in school. I'll still do okay in school. I'd procrastinate for the very last minute. I'd, I'd, my, my sleep took a huge toll, but like, yeah. I was still good grades. And my, my parents were like, oh, that's fine. I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm getting a job. Mm. I'm doing this. Like, it's like it's superficial. Like, on paper, I was doing fine. Um, right, right. Stuff that time. But looking back on it, yeah, I was doing fine. Uh, but m- mentally, it took a, it was just so hard. It was like, I felt like, and, and finally understand it, it took me reaching a, a low, pl- low point in January, March, actually, mm-hmm. um, of this year to realize that, okay, maybe I should get tested for it because I got to a point where even I stopped even, like, it, there's a right. point in January and even February, I just stopped even procrastinating. I stopped even like, like putting it off. I just like, wouldn't do it. Or I'll just like ask mm-hmm. questions. And it's, it's a right. really bad thing to admit. It, it's uh, embarrassing to admit. Mm-hmm. But like getting the diagnosis and acknowledging that ADHD is not going to go away, it is yeah. something you actually struggle with, and then learning more about it has really been beneficial to my life. Um, and I mean, I've experimented with some some the medications, which right. are also a bumpy road. But yeah. I think overall, which is a huge, uh, and now I talk about it on social media openly because there's so many people, especially with like the, the past year and a half, who think they have ADHD and it might not be ADHD. Like honestly, it could be something else. It could be dyslexia. It could just be depression. It could yeah. be something completely different. But for me, it was ADHD and it explained a lot about my life. Like in terms of day to day, like uh, some days yeah. I'll have an amazing routine. I'll, have, I'll wake up at 6 a.m., I'll have a morning mm-hmm. routine, go in, meditate, uh, cook my breakfast, right. my work, all that, perfect. Then by like noon after lunch, I don't do anything. I just like, I'm sitting there like, what do I do now? I don't, I don't know what I have to do. I have, right. like, I, have like, I have like literally six things I have to do, but then yeah. I forget, I'm like, how do I start any of these tasks? I don't know. But right. I just like, sit there and I, I was like, zone out. And then next thing I look at the clock, it's like been an hour and a half. And I'm like, what? Like, how has it been an hour and a half? And, and the thing is like, like, uh, people do this, like, like the thing is, a lot of the things, these behaviors people do, like, people do occasionally, like, like forgetting your keys and wallet, but then you realize it happens on a daily basis. Like, I realized that happened so much to me in college, and it, it took a huge toll on my self-esteem. It's like, why, like, I felt bad at one point. It's like, I got good grades on some of these exams, and my friends would know I would only study, like, the night before, but mm-hmm. then they would study for, like, days, and they'd be like, dude, you don't even deserve that grade. Why'd you, how'd you get that? And I was like, honestly i just like yeah. put in the work that i needed to put in and i, yeah. I worked out but but they don't know the behind the scenes the sleep deprivation how right. horrible my sleep schedule is how hard it, yeah, yeah i'll be thinking about studying for an exam for like literally three days but not actually be able to start it because it's so difficult for me to start and mm-hmm. now that i finally acknowledge that it's an it's an illness it's not just mm-hmm. like me being lazy and unmotivated yeah. which what i thought all these years because the number of times i look back and i can't blame my parents for this because they didn't know any didn't know at all i don't think ADHD was a thing when they were when they grew up yeah it's like uh they're, they're like can you just focus can you stop fidgeting can you yeah oh, you're so unmotivated yeah I was like, maybe i really am unmotivated like why am i not studying for ct right now i need to go to college right <laughs> like it was so hard and and it's now i realize that i had to work it's even though i did put stuff put stuff off it felt like i was working like harder than other people did and, right. and sometimes they would do they would do better sometimes they would yeah. do worse but yeah, I think that I, I you know I'm rambling, but the, the, no, go for the it. reason, you know, and in school, like you're in person now, when mm-hmm. you're like, uh, the teacher's like, oh, um, read this passage and answer these questions. I'll give you 15 minutes. And I'll yeah. be like, okay, cool. And the thing is, like, whenever, and now looking back, whenever I had to do that, it was so stressful because I'd be reading the passage, it can be like a two yeah. passage, and I'd like be reading it, but I'd be thinking about like, all everything else I have to do, and I'll just like mm. I wouldn't even like remember anything from the passage. And right. then I had to answer questions, I wouldn't know to answer them. I get called on a class, I didn't read the passage, I didn't answer the questions. What do I do? And yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, I, was, I'm, 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 I know it sounds dumb, but like I, I'm a good kid. Like I know how mm. to like, 
study and I, I, I was yeah. classes and all that, but, but it's, it's just small things like that where I have to really mask it. I have to be like, okay, uh, I just pretend like I know what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm like, right. I pride myself on my ability to BS a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's honestly. not a, it's not a great habit, but like, it, it's really gotten me through life so far. And now I realize it's not getting me through after I graduated. And that's where it's like, okay, I need to like confront it and figure out better ways to cope with it. Right. No, for sure. I think that's the dope thing, uh, especially especially with what you share, is that once you got your diagnosis, once you understood it, mm-hmm. it's not like you had to erase your life. You just learn how to like live it with it. Like now yes, that you yes. know for sure that it's there and it's like part of you and you've known kind of like your entire life that this right. is a thing yeah. so that you have it here. And now you're like learning how to like just live with it. And like there's no shameful thing with it. It's just how it is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to hear to hear from you because a lot of i feel shame with it still i'm getting better with it but right right a lot of people feel so much shame with it because it's like wow i really did all this stuff and i just thought it was normal and for me like i just thought it was normal like, i thought everyone else everyone else does a procrastinate right like, that's like a huge thing it's procrastination and time management people yeah. always bring up in interviews and then interviewers are like can you please think of two different weaknesses because mm-hmm. everyone lists those but it's just it's just horrible but now i realize that yeah i just have to it's kind of like a just like a huge reason I was really trying to figure out why I do the things I do at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. I was like going through this self-realization period and trying to be like a better, uh, better, better version of myself. Right. And that connected the, connected to the dots. It was the missing piece to my puzzle. My puzzle is my life. And that's exactly how I like view it. So yeah, yeah. it's just learning, learning how, and things I learn new things every single day. Like I ne- learn how I'm able to cope with it or maybe some, some, uh, bad coping mechanisms i have of masking it and i'm so all about like unlearning those kind of behaviors and learning new behaviors yeah no that's like i feel like that was that was beautiful like i think again like one of the big things is like what you mentioned earlier was how like it's just like oh like you're lazy like you just need to do more like you just need to like focus like why why can't you focus and it's kind of like you're like, I, I'm asking myself the same questions, dude. Like, yeah. like you're like, that's when people ask you a question, like, oh, I'm like, like when you, like you said, your parents are like, oh, like you just need to like grind it out. You just need to focus. You just need to do all this stuff. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying. Like, yeah. I don't know what I've done in the past, like in like whatever amount of time, but like, it's definitely difficult. And then like also getting the diagnosis is like, my friend just got diagnosed with ADHD and sure. she's kind of the same way where she's been like, I kind of knew, right. Yeah. I kind of knew something was there, yes. but now that I got this diagnosis, she was like, I thought it would like give me some type of relief, but <laughs> it, it was kind of like the opposite. Like she was like, Oh, now, like now I actually know there's like something there. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know how to like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say, but like, yeah, that's definitely interesting. And I like what you said about like your parents. It's like, yeah. it's not necessarily their fault because they, no. their generation doesn't know about it, yeah. but it doesn't make the situation and experiences you had any easier or worse or better. Exactly. Or worse, right. Like it's just an unfortunate circumstance across the globe that every single generation before ours did not talk about it. And now our generation, all we do is talk. And so it's like, it's challenging for both us and our parents, Uh our parents' parents. And like, it's just this huge generational cultural shift when we talk about mental health. And so like, I I do want to ask like, so how has that been like, you know, just living your life and like having this relationship and like kind of educating both the people that follow you, but your family and your friends and even yourself about mental health. Yeah. And speaking of the generational shift, um, it's how I like to see it is that the millennials were more focused with like World War Two. They're focused with the Internet. They didn't, yeah. they didn't work with the Internet. Our parents didn't. And, and yeah. then uh, they were occupied with other aspects of, yeah. of life. And then now we're realizing that, OK, we, our generation is more focused on social issues like like climate change, like mental yeah. health and, and just and the pandemic, like public yeah. health, health care for uh, universal health care yeah a lot yeah. of like yeah a lot of like policy things i know you're a, you're what, what major are you 
I'm a urban and regional studies major, so city planning, but focused okay. on the policy side. So yeah. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, policy side. So yeah, it's a, that's it's so important now, and we're realizing it. And I think the the best thing, the most invalidating thing people can do is to just tell you that you don't have any problems and that they've had it worse. The best yeah. thing they can do is at least that understand you, just listen to you and tell them they're here to love and support you. But yeah, for me going about being an Indian guy talking about mental health, uh, it's, it's been a, it's definitely been a journey. Um, when I first started out, it was, uh, it was, I mean, it still is embarrassing sharing some of the stuff I share, but I have the support there now that I'm like, okay, uh, I know people will back me up. Even people, sure. grand people on the internet who I know will back me up. So with my parents, um, yeah, they didn't really understand in high school. Uh, no, I mean, not throwing any shade at them. Yeah, uh, yeah, college, yeah. they didn't really understand it either. It kind of took me going to like a pretty low point for them to, for, and, and me open up to my mom first. That's what mm -hmm. I told first. Cause typically like, moms tend to be more uh, yeah. understanding and empathetic. So she understood and she's like, I'm sorry you're going through this mm -hmm. and i told my dad and the thing is like they would always say in the past like you know if you feel like you need to go ahead, get help go to therapy and i was like mm -hmm. okay but like that's not how you tell someone to go to therapy yeah. um, <laughs> it's like telling you like okay i have a broken ankle all right go to the doctor like you're like thanks but yeah you show some feelings your compassion yeah me going hitting a pretty low point and my parents knew my parents are divorced so mm -hmm. they actually that was actually how they started talking to each other again mm -hmm. uh they just like my, my mental health and um it was it was really impacting me and the thing is that what you couldn't tell was impacting me in school because so funny enough i got my best my i had my best gpa and my worst mental health of college like a junior mm. year semester absolute terrible mental health best gpa i do not know how that happened and honestly I just use that as a resort i guess so so really on paper that's why even like you're at cornell and i feel like a lot of people yeah. cornell i've heard ivy league uh the, just the environment can be toxic like For and then sure. it can induce a lot of kids like leaving those, those universities yeah kids with mental health issues and just like all the toxic uh, co competitiveness and I, sure. like, I went to a public school but i still dealt with that to some extent and um I would say my friends and family are much more aware of it. Like, like when I, when I'll complain or something, uh, I feel kind of like I, I, I'm cut out, but I just stopped like less in communication with the people who would just be like, bro, right. just get over it. It's not a yeah. big deal, blah, blah, blah. Your depression, you're just taking your depression. Just people would say that it's something along those lines. And my parents are like really supportive now. Like they'll understand. Right. They'll be like, do you need anything from me? And they'll keep mm -hmm. like checking in on me, even though like, I don't like to really talk to people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. not doing well. And they understand more. So they understand my mental health and they understand other people's mental health as well so now when they hear about like uh like, like suicide something like that mm -hmm. like, they, they, they understand they're like okay wow they must have been really struggling with an illness not yeah. it's not like a personal thing to blame yourself on yeah uh, so so my parents are really understanding and i don't i mean the rest of indian culture i cannot tell you about that but i do think we are doing a better job of like that they're understanding more our generation is understanding a lot more and i feel okay. like my friends even my people from high school and college who are not friends acquaintances people mm -hmm. i used to talk to they'll yeah. see my posts and stuff and they understand like they'll reach out sometimes and mm -hmm. i've gotten many messages with people saying like dude i'm going to therapy because of you or because of your post and i'm like that honestly means so much and then yeah like, that's I got that. I went to talk to my doctor about ADHD because I saw your post, uh, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Damn!" Like, like, like. It's yeah. Really, that's that's what it is. It's like giving back, and that's what what people they told you they told me that in finance all the time. Like the giving back culture, you give back to to the kids. Um, who are younger yeah. than you, but they told me that in terms of like recruiting or, or like helping them with resumes or, or teaching mm -hmm. them, but not the mental health side. And I really do think the mental health side is where you need to give back. Like when I learn, like I, I learn new things every day about how I cope oh, or maybe some sure. banks and things I used to do to cope that I thought I was doing just for right. fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, point. It's, it's a huge realization. And in college, yeah, I mean, every other things, when you realize like, 
um, people do have it. So, so technically, yeah, some people are suffering from cancer. They're suffering from like something very, like maybe stage four terminal cancer. They're yeah. suffering. They have a broken leg. Like they have like, much bigger issues from a like a um, larger perspective. But your issues, like if you're going through a breakup or a girl just friends on you, it's still mm -hmm. your feelings are still important, and it's yeah. nothing to compare. It's not like oh, I have it worse than you do. And my parents, they're starting to finally kind of realize it. Yeah. So I'm glad, but no, they've really been supportive, luckily. And and my friends are supportive as well. And I mean, it was really transition going from like oh, yeah. graduating college and you graduate high school during it, but like graduated college and it's like, I lost a lot of friends and especially mm -hmm. with starting social media, it was completely like new avenue for me. And I was oh, like, I a lot of people would just like, cause I know everyone was like using social media. We all okay. were, but they would purposely like, I would, they would like other, like, like random sports stuff, but they wouldn't even look at my posts. And I'm like, okay, I mean, like, it's whatever. And then I realized yeah. lately it's like, okay, random strangers on the internet can support you and they want to actually hear what you have to say. And yeah. then I realized that's who I'm doing the, the, the mental health work for, like for myself first. And then for yeah. like, those people, and then for my close friends who support me, like regardless, and mm -hmm. then people don't want to support. So it's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that too. Like, uh, especially with my, I, I was actually after talking to you the first time, I kind of got more comfortable with using my social media just for literally what social media is for, right? Sharing. Um, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Like for a while, I was like, it's kind of just like my high school friends and college friends that are following with like a mm -hmm. small little following for my work. And I'm like, I don't care, right? Like this yes. is me <laughs> going to the audience that actually cares about what I'm doing yes. because I care about it, right? Yeah. And yeah, no, I think that's really, I think that's really interesting. And like kind of what you mentioned in, in the terms of like, just like the whole concept of like, oh, you have like people have it worse. Um, yes. I think especially in a country like the United States where there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Um, I was talking to my friend about this actually literally last night, which is funny. It, there's like this big shame that a lot of people have when your parents are able to provide for you. Like there's nothing shameful yeah. in the fact that you have you, if, if you come from a family that can provide for you, it mm -hmm. is good to be grateful, but there's nothing shameful with coming. You weren't just like a person who was born into nothing, didn't choose to be born in that family. Right. A person who was born into everything didn't choose to yeah. be born in that family. Yeah. And it's like, that's just that's just how life goes so i mean of course it's important to be grateful but it doesn't change the fact that like let's say someone does have like stage four terminal cancer mm -hmm. that's a physical thing that only that certain person is experiencing yes. mental health however is one of those rare universal things that everyone experiences across the globe right, right. and right. both like sadly but also a good way in a good way not everyone is gonna get cancer you know what i mean yeah and so it's like one of those things, but like everyone will struggle with the experiences that they're going in life. Everyone will have a point where they, they don't know what to do. Everyone's going to yeah. go through something, you know, everyone's going to lose a friend or, mm -hmm. or like, you know, at one point our parents are going to die. Like, or, you right. know what I mean? Like there's a, there's certain universal universal experiences that we all experience and mental health is one of those things. And so recognizing yeah. that there's no shame in where you come from is good, but there should be gratitude for what you do experience, right? There should be gratitude for just, just the fact that you have mental health, just like how you have physical health. And so I love that. We, I love that. We, like, you know, you pointed that out, like, you know, sure. People could be going through these terrible things that you can physically see, but if you're going through a breakup yeah. or you just feel a test, you know what? Like those can sometimes be the cherry on top that, you know, makes everything falls down. Like it's, yeah. it's like sometimes like those little things stack up and then yeah. it becomes everything else. So like, there's no shame yeah. in what you're going through because that's something yeah. that's still affecting you.
Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love how you said that. Also, first time, I'm glad you started using your social media like that in my conversation. Yes, no, thank you, thank you. Yeah. No, of course. Like seriously, it was hard for me to even like start posting, and I would post here and there. And even now, like, I took a break for like a few days. So I'm, I oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Again, to, yeah, uh, yeah, I took a social media break. I was gonna do three days. I took like two days. I just mm-hmm. sometimes need a break from all of it, and I was getting sure. DMs and all of that. But um, no, it's it's a uh, it's good to use your social media for good. And yeah, you'll, you're not lose like those followers, maybe people you thought were friends from high school and even right. college, but it's like, whatever, like people who want to support you will support you. And your social media life can be different from your real life. Like it should be actually. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Which is, I finally realized like, okay, I need to live my real life and it's okay if they don't want to look at it, but right. social media is here. So it's two different, uh, um, two different parts of my life. But um, no, that's, that's so true about the mental health. Like it's like, and I, it brings me to a great point about like mental health is like a universal experience. Like everyone struggles with mental health. Some people may think they've never struggled in their life. And that's because maybe they're just like, <laughs> they're just like uh, ignorant or something like that. Yeah, They just weren't exposed to it. Cause like, that's the truth of our life right now that yeah. so many people are not exposed to understanding that this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah those, or the, their mentality. Maybe their mentality is great. They, they, it is, but it won't always suit them. Like if once, I mean, if, if their parents pass, like they're gonna feel like process the emotions. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not gonna go know how to. Um, but well, yeah, physical health. You can see it. You can see, uh, and it's like you can see the symptoms. But the mental health, you can't see, and that's the hardest part. But like for me, being uh, this is a great point about friendships. Like being open about my mental mental health has really helped my relationship with my family and with my mm-hmm. friends. Like, like yeah. it really has. And I feel like I've always been like the kind of person like sometimes in, in, high, in college i'd have to sit around like some of my friends who were just like talking about like random like 2k or i mean i like yeah. 2K, but, like just like random, random stuff they would never really talk yeah. about anything like about themselves like maybe yeah. their goals or anything like that they're just mm-hmm. talking about like some superficial things but right. I was, like, okay cool like that's it's fun but then they realized the close friends that i have the reason they're close friends is because we can have these kind of like deep conversations like about sure. mental health like if you're struggling i want to know and, and now I, my friends actually do reach out to me they'll tell me hey dude i'm not doing too well blah blah, blah. like i've yeah. helped my, my friends find therapists because mm-hmm. um i've been able to do it myself and i'm like yeah. i, I want to know if you're struggling it's so easy to mask it and i mean yeah. I, I, i've masked it so easily i still mask it really yeah well. exactly it's, it's still like a daily it, struggle it's yeah but it's still a daily struggle and then people need to be checked in on i'm not sure. the best at checking in on people but at the same time i realized that i can't be the one always checking in because that's what i yeah. did the, the, at the beginning of the pandemic because i was like okay no everyone's struggling let me check it on everyone and yes. I was three people that only two like two of them were checked in on checked in on me right and now i realized that okay well it, they have a phone as well i know if they're struggling like it's hard for you to like respond to text but they can reach out as well exactly it's, it's kind of like finding a fine line between not being uh like being there for people but not always like reaching out to a point where like you're uh, deprecating your own self-worth it's such yeah. a hard like balance and it takes yeah. a long time to reach it but i feel like i finally reached it and it's taken like two, uh, two years of thinking yeah about it. yeah for sure for sure no like i i think that's something i'm still like figuring out on my own like yeah. The whole pack. Like, I think I can be a great friend without constantly asking another person how they're doing, yes. right? Like, I can be like, yo, if you ever need anything, you can come talk to me. I'm someone that you can, like, talk to. But, yeah. you know, I want to be able to establish a friendship good enough where I don't have to constantly reach to them exactly. where they know they can just come to me and vice versa, right? It's That's not, awesome. I'm not, like, drain. I, I'm trying to not like, drain myself <laughs> and, like, checking up on like this list of people yeah. and like, you know, like all it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm not a certified therapist and these aren't, these right. are my friends. These aren't my patients. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, and I think that's a great, and I love that you were like, Oh, like 
I referred my friends to therapists. You know, I referred my friends to these people yes. that can actually give assistance because yeah. we that's what we do as friends. We help each other move to the next step. Doesn't mean we can solve everyone's problems and exactly. you know, some things can't be solved, but we can help them move on to places where they can get better. And I think right. that's a really great way to see it of like, you know, I'm not a therapist, but yeah. I can I will support you as you go through the process of finding one. That's, I think that's yes. a beautiful mindset. That's a, that's a huge realization. I'm glad you, you've come to that <laughs> at that age because, like, uh, for long, especially with guys, like any mm. um, many guys, and I've heard like my friends talk, my girlfriends like talk about it in relationships, but even just like with with me, and even when they grow older, guys always want to fix problems. Like it's yeah. just our natural instinct. It's like if you tell us there's a problem, we're gonna want to fix it. And right. I'm a victim of that also. I mean, I, mm. I I'm literally calling myself out to some extent, but I'm more self aware of it, and I stop. I, I try and not do that as right. much. But a lot of the time, people just want to be heard. They just want to, like, if they want to rant, they just want to be able to rant. They don't want you yeah. to give advice. They just want to yes. be like, I'm here for you. I'm sorry you're going through that. Uh, I'll check up on you. Is there anything I can do to help you? That's the best thing you can do yes. to ask someone. Is there anything I can do to help you? And, and yeah. it's like, that's how I've, I haven't trained my friends, but they know what to uh, tell me or what, <clears throat> how to respond to me, like yeah. ranting or, or like that. They don't say, oh, maybe you should try therapy. Like, yeah, that's like, the thanks, worst, dude. <laughs> that's the worst way to tell someone to go to therapy. Like, it's like making therapy sound bad, first of all. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, it sounds like a place for mentally ill people. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, well, that's true, Billy. It's, there shouldn't be like some, the, the blame. With being right. like mental, your your mental health being bad, because there's some people with their mental health being bad. Do you think Barack Obama had his mental health amazing when he was getting death yeah. threats all the time? Yeah, no, no, like you you have people even like I like I, I see recently with Mental Health America, they've been doing a lot of work with the NFL. Like yeah, like you that. said earlier, like right, like there's there's people that we look up to, you know, yes. anyone, and that person is gonna like have their own mental health experiences, good yeah. and bad. It just, that's the way of human life. And so like, I, again, I love that. Like that's, that's super dope. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, about the, uh, about the NFL thing. Yeah. Some mental health working with, mental health America is working with them, which is, which is amazing. But when I was going through my tough times and then like, uh, even in high school and in college as well, I would like read like Michael Phelps' story, like Kevin Love's story, yeah. Dwayne Rock Johnson. I would read their stories. Oh so like, God, okay, well, yeah. there. Look at them. They went from rock bottom to like the top. Now, not they they were able to make it. I can too. Exactly. But I also realized that now my purpose on social media, and I realized it now, is that I want to be that person who like if, if someone's really struggling one night, maybe they're struggling with like staying alive or just anything yeah. they can go to one of my posts they can go to one of my tiktoks watch it feel validated they can just go scroll yeah. through and i can be that kind of like post for them because yeah even some of my friends from not friends people i knew from high school mm-hmm. i remember them opening up about their stories and like uh, on facebook like that's yeah. they opened them in college about it and i was like damn i didn't know they were struggling they always seem so happy right and right. that's exactly how people reacted to me but it's like it wasn't just a one and done thing for me it's like i, I continuously post about yeah. it post about my low points and it's really like when you're at, at a low point at, at three a.m. or whatever, sitting in your mm-hmm. bed crying, seeing that someone's been where you are and that they're still on their life together. My life yeah. is not together at all. And I, I mean, yeah. that's really obvious too. <laughs> it's just cool taking them through the journey. And it's like when you see Dwayne Rock Johnson, 23 years, broke at 23. Now yep. he's a millionaire. Now he's yeah. a worldwide known celebrity. Yeah. Um, but you don't see the progression. You, yeah. When, when you, yeah. When you hit rock bottom, it, it's not like you just hit rock bottom for one day. Yeah. Rock can last for it can last for weeks. It can last for months. And uh-huh. then recovering from rock bottom is the hardest thing yeah. to do because it's realizing that you you don't want to revert back to those like same kind of like uh, bad coping skills you had, mm-hmm. and you want to keep working on yourself. 
but it's so hard. You have to, and it's just like that's yeah. where, where relapsing, everything comes into play, and it's it's really difficult. But that's that's really why I like talk about social media from a vulnerable standpoint. And I know as many other people do as well. I think I, I I think you're starting to as well, and because it helps, it really helps people know that they're not alone. Yeah, no, for sure. I think one of the the things that I've like realized really recently, right, is that as like the story of like someone, you know, going from like really nothing to something mm-hmm. is there's a lot that happens in between that we don't talk yes. about. Yeah. And like it and like a big part of for me in my work, I always talk about being the most genuine person I can be. Like, yeah, I'm doing like research and I'm doing this stuff at like 19, which is super sick, but like that doesn't change the fact that I'm still stressed, you know, and anxious yeah. and dealing with all the normal, normal things, right? Like that we yeah. all go through. It's not like, oh, you like you know, get 110 like, followers on like 10 K followers on TikTok <laughs> and everything's great now. Right. Like it's not no, like it's you not, get a job not. and you get no. a job and everything's great now. Like it doesn't work like that. Nobody and like, I've talked that. to my friends, like when they got into college, when, from high school to college, it's like, we thought like things would be, everything would be better. Once like I moved away and I'm like, it doesn't yep. work like that. Life will continue. Yes. The life that you lived before will continue with you too. So if oh you don't God, do yeah. anything to help it. So it's like, it's like this constant cycle that, you know, like, and that's okay. That's just what life is. Like, it's going to be this constant, right. like, up and down between lock, rock bottom and getting up again. Like, it's just, it's just how we do it. It's how yeah, that's a great point, Sake. And also, I you, you brought up something earlier that I forgot to touch on. It's about, mm-hmm. um I think you said we see a lot of these stories um of... Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it got to a point where if you grew up in a, in a, in a privileged family and you had everything mm-hmm. growing up, then it's like, you just think you're, you're fine. You think you have, you're not supposed to have struggled with anything because yeah. you're never homeless at one point. That's how I felt. I was like, I was mm-hmm. never homeless. I was never like that. I never had to like go to food banks, like, like that kind of stuff. I volunteered at food banks instead mm-hmm. of actually getting food from them. Like that's, it's, it's that kind of like mentality. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because, um, it's <laughs> at a point where people think like, cause they're privileged that they shouldn't like be struggling. And that's mm-hmm. actually why you hear so many stories, not so many, a lot of stories of these perfect kind of kids. Like yeah. they, they might've been like the the captain or the football team. They mm-hmm. might've been, get, they might've been like, I don't know, going national science Olympiad and exactly. you know, all that. They're the ones who end up like, uh, who end up uh, dying by suicide. Yeah. Not and it's because, because they have to maintain a high standard of perfection. That's fine. Exactly. I, and it's like, I was never a perfect student like that, but I do mm-hmm. know how they feel because I do feel like I, that's when I was at my lowest point, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to fake it. I was trying mm-hmm. to fake it and just like right. everything is okay to a point where I just couldn't anymore. And I, I didn't know mm-hmm. what to like, I know how to tell people I can't do it anymore because I'd already built up the idea in their minds that I'm the guy right. they look to for everything. And then I'm right. like, well, I can't just let everyone down. What do I do? Yeah. And what do you do? What do I do? People think it's the best, the, the only way to deal with their, the only way to deal with it all is to just leave. And it's sad, but that's yeah. not, it's so important to like, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. See, I, I grew up in a family that did struggle with like food insecurity and this stuff. And mm-hmm. like, it was kind of always like tiptoeing by the border of like, Oh, are we okay? Or are we not okay? Right. And I think through that struggle is a privilege because I'm able to recognize my own growth and what is in, what is okay to experience, right? Cause mm-hmm. I experienced it firsthand. Okay. Of course I'm not happy. Look at what I'm going through. Right. Yeah. yeah. But when you look at a person, like one of my best friends, she's, I mean, you can look at her, like you said, like by the book, by paper, she looks perfect you know the best student there is but she struggles a lot and that's not that's very normal right mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter again where you come from yeah. you didn't get to choose the family you were born in just like everyone yeah. else who struggles in life right yeah. it's just what life presented with you and now you have to cope with the fact either you yes. were presented with a good cards or bad cards because the game just continues and i think yeah. yeah i think that's i think that's a great point and like i don't know i love i love that you mentioned that too and it's amazing yeah 
It's a good way of viewing it though. Like even like your your past struggles. Like I'm sorry you had to go through that. Like I'm, that no, was it's all good. Like I again, yeah. like I love it. You so, learn yeah. you learn a lot through it. You learn a lot through the process. And for me, it's like I mean, yeah, I, sh- I, I had pretty bad mental health for a while. Mm-hmm. I had like certain things happen in high school and college that like made it even worse. And, mm-hmm. and but it's like from all that, I've realized it's like I'm not happy it happened. I'm happy that I grew from it and learned from it. And I think yeah. actually looking back is one of the main reasons why I wouldn't post on social media or I was just embarrassed about like talking about like my failures is because whenever I talk about them people would just like laugh they'd be like haha you failed or i would just think it was like a shame for me it's like oh wow i failed that exam i'm not gonna tell people oh i did i I wasn't able to i didn't lose 15 pounds on my diet or whatever Mm, so i'm not gonna tell people because i didn't reach my goal and then they'll get mad at me but they're not getting mad at you and if they're getting mad at you they're they're the wrong people to have in your life exactly exactly and it's gonna suck yeah yeah yeah, it's like where you talk when you talk about your failures or your uh your failures as learning experiences my dad Mm -hmm. would always tell me that when i was growing up but i like it was just hard it's like easier said than done and it really is yeah it's like you can talk about your failures, but once you get to the point where you're able to t- convert them into learning experiences and yep. speak about them in that way, instead of saying, I failed, I got a 52% of my calc exam, period. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but then if you say, I got a 52% of my calc exam, but now I know that next time I need to focus on blank, blank, blank. Yeah, like, yeah. Then you you'll that's that's true growth and that's it's a it's a that, that stuck with me for so long. I've been able to help people tell people about like my failures and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think something I I recently wrote a blog post about it too. And I was saying that there's a difference between being happy and being grateful. I'm not happy that I went through these experiences, right? I'm not happy whenever I go through a low, but I'm grateful that I do because I know that there's something I can take from it. Right. I'm grateful for who I am after that happened. So I'm not happy. I honestly, Mm -hmm. like I obviously it sucked, you know, when you're at your lowest point, you're not going to be happy, but you can be grateful for the things that you do go through because at the end of the road, when you turn around, you look at where you are now, you're like, okay, like I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm getting there. I'm getting better. And I think it's that getting, you know, to that X point is like, is what is reassuring. It's like, you know, I'm not happy with where I came from. I'm not happy through that battle, that experience. Like, you know, one's going to be happy about a breakup. Yeah. But at least you know what to look for in the next relationship, right? Yeah, like, it's kind of like that yeah. kind of mindset. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really great perspective. Yeah. Like, not happy because I was thinking about that exactly this past week. Like, I'll be honest, this past week, my mental health has not been good at all. It's funny yeah. because on Instagram, I posted on Monday. Um, I, I literally posted about, like, I, I'm going to have a documentary coming out, like, in three weeks. So I'm really yeah. excited about it. And I got fit, fit, uh, pictures taken at the studio and I hit on 100K on TikTok. Yeah. But I was not doing well mental health wise. And I actually had that post prepared a week earlier, but nobody knows that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I had it prepared a week earlier. I just hit post on Monday to make myself feel a bit better and get some positive comments and that's yeah. about social media that's what nobody will tell you about social media you can have posts prepared you have tiktoks prepared like mm-hmm. weeks in advance and then you post it and you post it when you're not doing well because you want the support like that's yeah. not that's not the reason why i posted it but i knew i would get support or it made me look better than i was actually doing and then right. i was like okay that same night i was like i'm taking a social media break and then yeah that's a lot of things like i'm not i realized that i just let a lot of my problems kind of slide i was mm-hmm. not taking care of myself like last like three weeks and and right. that's yeah it's, it needs to, it's just like at this point i'm used to talking about it but yeah i posted about it on tiktok so when you asked about 110,000 followers they all saw that post and they're like i'm sorry you're going through that and I'm like, it's, it's okay because I made a huge point to say I'm great. I, it's not that I'm not grateful. I'm just over. I'm just overwhelmed. And yeah, I for me, it was just. I'm, it's not like I'm not. I was not happy, but I'm yeah. also grateful. I'm still grateful. Sorry, that's yeah. what I meant to say. I'm grateful yeah. for everything. Like I'm really grateful for the position I'm in now. Mm. But it's hard when like the, yeah. when the halt is just in the gutters, and you're yeah. trying to like <laughs> work on yourself as well. 
Exactly. And I think, you know, just to like, uh, like to say, like, there's this big misconception that like, you can only experience like one emotion at a time. Right. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like you can be grateful, but also hate and be so upset with everything else in your life. Right. Yeah. Like you don't need to force yourself to be grateful. You can be like, yes, I understand. Like, I know it's a blessing to yeah. be alive. I'm thankful yeah. for that. But you know what? Right now it kind of sucks. <laughs> like that's like that's straight up. Like right now it's not the best, all right? Yeah. And that's okay. And that's the recognition. Yeah. And like coming with like understanding that recognition exists. Like, you know what? Sure, I know that life is good. Like, you know, right. frankly, you put it down. I know I have a good life, right? Like, I know that things are going well. But right now, yeah. physically, right here, right here, I'm not doing great. And that's okay. Like you can have yes. both. You can experience both. It's not like a yes. like it's not like a thing where you can only experience one emotion at a time. It doesn't work like that. Like, oh my god, yeah. I'm around. glad you bring that up because I mean I the things I talked about it sometimes when I was like growing up, someone was like, Maybe you're bipolar. And I was like, that's so rude to say, first of all, because like yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything about bipolar. I, was like, <laughs> like, I thought I had it because a, a stupid person in freshman year of college said that to me. And I thought I had it. And I was you're like, like, oh my gosh, wait, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe the you're worst right, thing is to tell someone they might have depression, they might have something. Don't tell them that. You don't tell them that. I don't tell them on TikTok either. I just talk about my experiences. And if you think you yeah. can relate, then go get tested. It could be something different. But exactly. people like sit there from those keyboards typing about one word, a term they've heard once in their life. Like, you yeah. No, that's not how it's supposed to be unless you're a professional exactly. um, yeah and and they're dealing with one yeah nobody deals with one emotion at one time like it's you can be happy for a little like, uh, you can be happy with an accomplishment and then mm. it's like and then after two hours be like hmm, so what do i do now <laughs> yeah i mean i think the best way to see is or you think about like when you get a job or when you graduate high school or college or anything right? yeah. or when your kid's born right like i think the best like in those moments you're like Oh my gosh, I just graduated college. I just graduated high school. This is so cool. But you're also sad, right? Like you're leaving behind yeah. your friends. Like you're moving on with life. Like it's like, it's, you know, it, that's why bittersweet is like one of those things that we say. talk that's about, right? Bittersweet. Like it's like, it's bitter and sweet. Exactly. Yes. Like it's, that's the whole point. Like there's more yeah. than you can experience multiple things at life. And what a lot of mental health is, is just understanding that and just yeah. taking it one step at a time. So yeah. I, I will say, yeah, like one of my last questions. Um, just to wrap it up is like, what do you have to say? Like any advice or just a comment to take, you know, p for people to take away um, the followers that you've given, like, what's like, what's something that you would want to tell people? Yeah. Uh, last parting message would be that if you are struggling with your mental health, it's really helped me to realize that you're not alone. There mm -hmm. are many people who feel the same way as you do. And I know you're going to hear that from everybody, but if you really do need a, a just a, a, another reason to keep going. Uh, it can be that in two years from now, three years from now, you'll look back on these times and realize how much uh, these struggles and, and how much this pain built you into who you are. And yeah. um, that's that's a huge. That's I, I realized that I look back at myself one year ago, and mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, I made a lot of progress from there to now. Three years yeah. ago, even more progress, and your life really can change in a year. Uh, it's just instead of avoiding your emotions and drinking and smoking them away, yeah, you gotta sit with them. You have to. You really should reach out to a school counselor if mm -hmm. um, and try that out. If that mm -hmm. doesn't help. Reach out to a professional if you can. Treat the financial means. Hopefully, mm -hmm. there's better help available. There's other resources available there are people right. who out there who want to help you yeah um, and you're not always going to be in the same position you you're, you're in right now yeah yeah amen to that dude yeah absolutely yeah. thank you so much um is there a place where people can like follow you your tiktok handles your instagram if you just want to share those names i also have them in the description and everything. yeah of course uh so yeah on instagram actually I, i'm gonna hit i'm about to hit 2000 so you should help me do that yes um, for sure I, yeah my username is 
could not put that a one and then TikTok is also could not put that a one i post about adhd and like self-improvement on TikTok, and then instagram is turning into more of a self-improvement journey but still talking about my mental health a lot sure. uh, and then i have a documentary coming out in uh three weeks which is so exciting uh, that's so crazy I'll, yeah i'll be on instagram and i'll be on youtube so mm-hmm. i'll share i'll share that when it comes out and um yeah, I think that's yeah. right now. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll start a podcast soon. I'll probably have you as a guest. Dude, I don't know where to I got start. you covered. <laughs> yeah, no, but I've definitely, I've been wanting to start one for so long, but I haven't. Because I'm just, I don't know. It's one of those things it's like, oh, I want to start one. What should it be about? And now I realize yeah. that doing one with you and a couple other ones, I just have to start it. I just have to like introduce like kind of the conversation like this because that's really what a podcast is. For sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean I'm still getting a hang of it. I'm like, I always have like things I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah, but well, like, I got you. I really liked it. Thank you for like, coming prepared with the questions and doing your research right beforehand. Definitely, definitely shows. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming. It's been amazing, and I just appreciate it so much. All right. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Sake. I really appreciate sure, it. All right, have sure. a great Saturday. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye bye. Bye.